0: Christmas. Thanks for tuning in to our Linden Road online worship experience. It is the fourth Sunday of Advent, it is Christmas Eve, and together we come to worship our King, thanking Jesus once again for becoming the babe in the manger that ends up becoming our Lord and Savior as He goes to the cross as we celebrate at Easter time. And it's such a powerful reminder of all that God's done for us. And as we worship here, if this is your first time, we certainly are glad you found us. And we would invite you to click on the digital connection card up above or leave a comment here in the chat just who you are and uh, how we could pray for you. And if there's a question you might have, again, we're grateful that you're here and we certainly hope it's not your last time. And if this is your spiritual home, we say welcome to you and we are grateful too that you've tuned in and would invite you to use that same digital connection card to let us know anything we might need to know, uh, prayer request or information we might need. But again, we're grateful that we are here on this fourth Sunday of Advent, on Christmas Eve, to celebrate all that God's done. We want to share a couple things with you. We had an incredible night on uh, Thursday this past week of celebrating what is called Blue Christmas. It's the longest night of the year, and it was a time of reflection and a time of just lamenting uh, the season that we've all had to walk through, uh, particularly of Those that have lost a loved one and have an empty chair this year, or maybe in the last couple years, just helping them process. Because we know that this time of Advent is about waiting. If you're watching on Sunday, December 24th, we want to share that tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can tune in to The Chosen's uh, Christmas special. We've partnered with Catalyst Movies and they've made available to us an opportunity for our friends to watch this movie.
1: You know where Luke is? I didn't tell him everything. Go tell it on the mountain. Joseph, I can't keep looking. He's coming over my and uh. Ready? How Are you seeing this? Time. My soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Remember what your messenger said. The first thing. Don't be afraid.
0: People must know. And then tomorrow at 9 a.m. on Christmas Day, they are offering a Christmas Day movie marathon with a number of movies that I think your family will find enjoyable. And so they'll be replaying the chosen Christmas story later uh, tomorrow night. And so again, I hope you can take advantage of that. Again, go to our website, lindenroad.church forward slash movie night, and you can check it all out there. And we're grateful for the partnership. And then check back regularly on. Friday or Sunday nights for same opportunity at 7 p.m. Eastern. But we are here today to celebrate Advent once again. It is the fourth Sunday of Advent. It is the Sunday that we light the candle of love. We have been walking over these many weeks in this series for Advent with this idea of God with us, simply Emmanuel. Those words that we need to be reminded of how God meets us in various difficulties through the wilderness and through the storm and even in the desert. I want to talk about the cornerstone of our Christian faith, this idea of the incarnation. And let us hear the word of God from Matthew chapter 1. was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 23. And so once again, we hear the story. We are reminded of this amazing truth, this idea of the incarnation of God becoming man. Now, we can get into the weeds real quick in terms of the definition. In fact, if we look at uh, Wikipedia, it says this about the Incarnation. In Christian theology, the doctrine of the Incarnation holds the Jesus, the pre-existent divine logos or word, and the second hypostasis of the Trinity, God the Son and Son of the Father, taking on human body and human nature, was made flesh, conceived in the womb of Mary the God-bearer. The doctrine of the Incarnation then entails that Jesus Christ is fully God and fully human. His two natures join in hypostatic union. Okay, that's, wow, what a mouthful, right? And I know I have a a master's from Ashland Seminary, but uh, that's really a heavy concept to try to unpack all that's there. Uh, I only think I got about half of it. Now, simply as I can, what I wanna do on this Sunday that we celebrate the coming of Jesus, I wanna talk about this idea of the incarnation And I want to just unpack a simple understanding. It's all about God becoming flesh. We're reminded, right, in John's gospel, he begins in a unique way, as opposed to the other three gospels, where he says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. It's John chapter 1, verses 1 and 14. Now, When we look at these words, we're reminded that it's simply this, right? That Emmanuel is God with us. Now, what I'd like to do is draw on a conversation. It's not original to me, but I really appreciate uh, Pastor Craig Rochelle as he unpacked this. And I want to just share the thoughts that he helped me better understand by actually posing, if you will, a conversation between Jesus and God the Father. And so just imagine that uh, God calls Jesus in, the pre-incarnate Jesus, and begins talking to him and saying something along these lines, saying, my son, this is your mission, and you can choose to accept it. But before we get too far into this, I want you to understand what it's going to cost you. Now, let me set it up this way, my son. Uh, There is a woman I've selected to be your mother. Her name is Mary. She's going to be your earthly mother, and I think you're really going to like her. And she currently is a young woman who lives in Nazareth. And she's so devoted to loving us as God. And the truth is, she's not like all the other girls. She isn't playing truth or dare or spin the bottle. She is pure in every way. In fact, she is a virgin. She has saved herself. Now, you need to know, my son, that uh, Joseph, he will be your stepdad. He's going to be earthly dad. Now, the truth is, he's not going to get a lot of face time or presence in the story as Mary will. In fact, Mary will become known as your mother. And Joseph might even make it into the nativity scene as people tell the story in the days going forward. So let me be clear, my son, is, is you're going to leave all the glory of who you are as my only begotten. You're going to leave all this in heaven and you're going to go to earth. Now, you need to know this, too, is that before your earthly mother, Mary, pushes you out into the cold, hard world, you're going to be in her womb uh, for nine months. And we also want to say that this is the only way it can be done, that you do have to take on human flesh in order to complete the story. And truth is, at the same time, my son, you're going to be all God and all man. It's interesting, I think some people would expect you to be born in a, in a palace in in all sorts of royalty. But in this journey to earth, it's gonna be a commonplace. In fact, it's gonna be uh, around a bunch of farm animals. And I can almost hear Jesus saying, I like this, this is kind of cool. And the reason being is because it'll prove that he came for the ordinary. He didn't come just for the rich and the powerful, but he came for the common and the ordinary. Now, God the Father says this to Jesus, you need to know this, that when you're born, things are going to get complicated pretty quick, even before you take your first steps. Because here's the deal, my son, is that Satan and all the demons in hell, they're going to be threatened by you. And the truth is, as soon as they find out that you're coming, they're going to be after you. In fact, King Herod is already trying to figure it all out. And Herod, because he's so unsure of himself, he is going to begin by killing the baby boys. And in his attempt to take you out. And the truth is, your earthly mother and father are going to be in danger. And and so you're going to have to run for your lives. Now, Jesus, you're going to need to be reminded, too, that you'll have extraordinary powers. And then, my son, as you get older, your job is going to be to work with wood. You're going to be a carpenter. Now, the truth is, you're not going to make a lot. But at the same time, you're going to find a lot of satisfaction by serving people. And at the same time, you're gonna be good at what you do, but a lot of people aren't gonna respect you, especially the people in your hometown. In fact, what's amazing is the very wood that you would work with, that you would make tables and chairs for people, will someday be used as a cross. Now, there's lots of things that you're gonna do to prove that you are my son and that you are God in the flesh, One of the first miracles that you'll perform is turning water into wine. And and then you're going to heal people who have blind eyes. And then you're going to open people who have deaf ears. And then you're actually going to raise people from the dead. And even doing all those things, people are still going to hate you. In fact, my son, they're going to call you a hypocrite. And they're going to call you a drunk and a lunatic. And they're even going to say that you're dangerous and that even you're an enemy. But yet, here's what you're going to do, and we'll do it together, is you're going to show my love. And you're going to do that by touching the lepers and by befriending the prostitutes and by loving all those that religious people reject. And the truth is, my son, the more you love, the more they will hate you, and the more you're going to have to love them back. In fact, the thing we want to say, and this is going to be sort of the core understanding of who you are, is that love isn't what we do, love is what you are. And then I want to remind you too, as you go on this journey, that the evil one is going to try to come after you. And all you have to do is come back with the words that you already know. The truth is, he's going to tell you that in a moment of hunger, that you can turn stones into bread. And yet your response is that man shall not live by bread alone. Or there'll be another time where he'll want to test you and and then your response will be, thou shalt not tempt the Lord your God. And then the idea of riches. You will also tell him that you shall only worship God. And as you walk in this earth, you're gonna make many good friends and you're gonna call them your disciples and you're gonna love them. But I have to tell you that there'll be a couple, like Peter, who's gonna betray you. And then even Judas is going to betray you with a kiss. And then here comes the complicated part, is that you're going to experience pain. There's going to be moments in your earthly life where you're going to sweat drops of blood. Now, Jesus, listen to me. The cross is worse than anything you can imagine. They will beat you until you don't look human, and then they will kneel you to the cross. But here's what you need to be reminded through all this. This is the sacrifice you have to make, is that I will always be with you until you become sin and then you're going to hurt and you're going to cry out and you're going to say, my God, and then I need you to know this is that when you die, you're not going to be dead forever. In fact, I promise that three days later, the women will come to the tomb and the stone that has held you in there will be gone and you'll be gone also. And then I can hear the Holy Spirit off to the side what about me? When do I get to go? And I can hear Jesus saying, you can tell them about our spirit. In fact, John says this, if you love me, keep my commands and I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. That's John chapter 14, verses 15 through 19. And then Jesus says, okay, but before I leave earth and ascend, can I remind them? And God the Father says, but of course. And so we hear these words, right, that Jesus says in Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 through 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now, The beautiful thing Jesus says to us to this very day is, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Take a pause on that for a moment as we think about in this season of Advent where we've been over these last three weeks talking about being in the valley and being in the desert and being in the storm What I want us to see on this day, as we celebrate Christmas once again, is that God is with us always. Now back to our story here. God the Father says to Jesus, are you sure you're up for this? And even asking him the question, why do you want to do it? And I can hear Jesus' response to say, because we love them and they need us. Because we need to show them who we are, that we are love." So, okay, Jesus, what is your mission? And Jesus says, I will go to bring them life and life to the full. And the Father says, well, who are you going for? And Jesus says, I'm not going for the righteous, but for the sinners. Not for the healthy, but the sick. And then simply, why are you going? Well, simply this, lost sheep need a shepherd. And Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for the sheep. And then Jesus says very clearly that I must show them your love. And we can't shout it from heaven. That's not enough. I have to show it to them on earth. Take on their flesh and move into their neighborhood. Again, we go back to the scripture we've looked at in this Advent season.
1: She will give birth to a son and you are to name him
0: Jesus because he will save people from their sins.
1: All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us.
0: What does that mean? Well, it means in our relationship with him, that if we're blessed, that he is with us to rejoice. And when we're alone, he is our companion. That when we are ill and sick, that he is our healing. That if we're lost, not quite sure where to go, that he is with us as a guide. That when we're hurting and trying to figure out life, that he is our comforter. Then when we are weak, he is our strength. And when people attack us, and even the evil one attacks us, he is our defender. And when we're afraid, he is our peace. And when we face our sin we realize in a very clear way that he is our savior. Why? Because he is Emmanuel, which is God with us. It's all that Christmas is meant to be, that God takes on flesh, comes into our story, and then he shows us how good he is by giving us life. So let's celebrate that this Christmas. Will you pray with me? Father, we're grateful for this truth. Thank you, Jesus, that you came to earth, that you lived and you walked amongst us and you offered your life up as a sacrifice to restore us in relationship with you. Thank you for all that that means. And as we celebrate this Christmas, maybe we understand at a whole new level and we're just grateful for that truth. And we thank you in your most precious name. Amen.
1: There's a voice that calls life from unexpected places. Barren lands will flourish with new creation. There's one who is searching for the pure in heart, waiting to find those who will trust. So what choice will you make? Because it may feel like choosing between life and death.
0: Take her as your wife.
1: But look closer. All He has ever offered us is life. Messiah! You see, God has come to the most unlikely people, urging them to follow, asking them to trust. The stories have been told for centuries. The wait is nearly over. Today, our Savior is born to bring light into dark places, to be the voice in the wilderness, to call you to come home, to bring joy to the world. God has chosen you and He does not make mistakes. God's timing is not our timing. His love is not our love. He's turned His love into flesh and blood, and for that, We rejoice. Emmanuel. So don't wait. Don't pack. Don't plan. Just go. There is a world lost in hunger. There is a world lonely and wandering. And he has called us to go and tell them. Go and tell them what God is doing. Go and tell them that God is coming. Go and tell them. God is here.
0: Merry Christmas. Thanks for tuning in. I'll remind you you want to tune in tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Time to catch The Chosen and their telling of the story of Christmas. And then on Christmas Day, I hope you can tune in again. All day long, just hop online here at lindenroad.church forward slash movie night and enjoy. And be reminded that you've been blessed to be a blessing. So go forth and serve Christ in his name. Amen. Have a safe Christmas. We wish you were merry. Christmas we wish you a merry christmas we wish you a merry christmas and a happy new year merry, merry christmas, christmas.